That said like a true Florida person. <laughs> you obviously are a local now. Fuck I'm talking yeah. about a bump in no. business. A business bump. Oh, like, I don't know. God, your head goes right to it, doesn't it? Straight to the cocaine. No, You know what? It was more, it wasn't like an instant bump. <coughs> it was like a sustained kind of thing, man. Really? Like, After you know, that, people you guys be coming in because they'd re-air it like random yeah. times. Yeah. And uh, people come in and be like, oh, we do. We saw your thing on Emerald, you know? I was like, oh, fucking awesome. Keep that's, it coming, you know. That's that's fucking bad. But honestly, I'm I've gotten more fucking people coming in for stupid little local fucking bits I've done, you know, like check please or whatever, you know, like Dude. with Michelle Bernstein, who I which I never met. Oh, really? During the filming of this thing. But <laughs> you ever go do like the news segment, like weather? Yeah, like the I, yeah. Segment? I've gone to Miami to do the news segment. Yeah. You want to hear a funny story oh about God. that? This is so good. I know I keep interrupting, oh but this is so funny. I ended up. We had, I worked for a place called Zinfandel Grill. We had three restaurants. And the boss used to send each chef, but one chef got a really bad review, like our health inspection. And not only did he get it, he didn't tell anybody. And then it was on the news. Like we were all like, oh, they're going to feature, you know, downtown Zinfandel Grill on the news. And it came up with F on, you know. Oh, God. You know, I was like, and we had a perfect kitchen, right? We had a perfect kitchen, but I was like, that floor needs to be painted. I'll be back. And I like ran to fucking Ace and bought paint and like the glitter and shit to make it like a garage floor. And like, I was so scared. I was so scared. That's what they use glitter. It's whatever. The little little cutout things, you know, so you got skid tracks. I know what you're talking about. So I, I ended up being like, I was the guy that would always go down and do the TV shows because we were just kind of, the other guy didn't like doing it. So I got to go do the TV shows and it was fun. After a couple of times, I'm flirting with the fucking, um, the anchor chick. She's like this Asian chick. She's actually flirting back. We're talking and you know how, you know how it goes when you're there, right? So you do your segment and then you're stuck there until the end of like the news. You can't like <laughs> take your shit and leave because you never have enough time between with commercials. And the whole time they're doing the news, it's crazy shit. They'll be like... And in other news, a bus crashed today and 13 children died as they rolled into the canal. We'll be right back after this break. (laughs) Break. So last night I was getting fucked up over this. I mean, they just start talking normal. like, And the booth's in with you and they all have ear things and the on-air personalities. Everybody's just talking and having a great time. It's the same thing with the radio. Dude, the same thing. So this Asian chick. As soon as that mic goes off, it's like, (gasps) my mind was just like blown when I was sitting there talking. Talking to the people because you never hear them curse. Like yeah. you hear all these people on the radio and just like, oh, they're nice people, this and that. When I sat in for like the morning show, like when the microphones cut off, I hear them curse and I'm like, oh, I've never heard you guys curse. <laughs> I wound up like hanging out with them, getting drinks and shit sometimes. I'm and I'm hearing them just just f bombs left and right, and I'm like, dude, I don't hear this on the radio. <laughs> this is ridiculous for me. <laughs> Like, it's crazy. Oh, my God. Yeah. So this chick is actually flirting with me this time. Like, flirt. And so, you know, like, when a girl flirts with you, the body language goes. And she, so she, like, moved from, like, looking at the camera as soon as they cut off. She's like, so which Zinfandel Grill do you work at, you know? And I was like, oh, I'm the one in Folsom, you know, right there by Nimbus, you know, by the Nimbus Dam and by the Nimbus Lake right there by Rainbow Bridge. She's like, I know that one. And she's talking. And she's like, oh, me and my girlfriends, we go down there, blah, 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 for the power, like powerhouse or whatever. It's like live music and shit in Folsom. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so she leans over to talk to somebody like this, like over her shoulder to say something like about some show they saw and wearing a like a nice business suit skirt thing just spreads her legs as she does it. 
Now we're in a studio, we're in commercial, and everybody's talking, having a great time, and I'm just comfortable. You know, she doesn't, I don't know if she means to do it or not, but she like, doop, as she looks over her shoulder to do that, right? So me being a chef and a pervert and everything else, hi, you know, I'm like, I just kind of look down. You know, like, of course, like, I mean, it's wide open. She's flirting with me and I'm flirting back and everything seems great. Boom. And as she's looking over her shoulder, her legs go together quick and she comes back and looks me dead in my eyes. <laughs> and I'm just, you know, sitting there waiting until the end of the segment. Right. And it hit me in the middle of like the last part of the segment. Everybody in that fucking room, but me had an earphone in their head. Everybody in that room had a camera on their face. Even me, everybody in that booth up there <laughs> could talk to everybody in the room and they all watch me go. From eye level talking to her and talking to everybody else to just straight <laughs> straight down to spread <laughs> legs. <laughs> and man, boom, closed, done. Like I still got I went back, but I, I didn't work with her again. You know, she didn't like continue flirting. It was over, you know, like oh so embarrassed. Oh jeez, Scott, I'm sorry. I'm sorry it didn't work out. I know. <laughs> I have not gotten any looks at vaginas since. <laughs> Lesson learned. So Emerald hung out how late? No, nah, just during the day. Just it was like it? a daytime. How long was he there? A couple hours? Five hours, maybe. Oh, wow. Yeah, a little while. Wow, man. Yeah, four or five hours. And uh, great, any man. follow-up emails, anything like that? No, he fucking dumped me. Ghosted me after that, but... <laughs> oh. No, man, that's what just happens. One day, you fly so you know, close to the sun. Yeah, you know, you burn bright for just a short One day time. and it's over. It's all right, though. It's cool. Yeah. yeah, it's nice. How big was his dick? You can watch it. Yeah, Did he have a nice DB? Like seven, seven inches. Seven inches? Yeah, yeah. God damn, that's like twice as big as mine. He was only about five seven. So pretty five. Impressive. So like, wow, five foot man, seven inch dick. I see what you're five saying. Five seven. seven yeah. Five. I'm like, yeah. I'm like five eleven, twelve. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a, just a stupid joke. Are you, you giving the width too? We're cutting that one out. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, no. no. I'm I'm counting from the wall. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so right. so you guys got sustainable after that, and you probably still getting bumps from that. I'm sure, right? I mean, like Hella Baloo's been around for a long time. Yeah, it started out with a big bang, man. Ten years, man. So, but we pretty much increased in sales almost every year. <clears throat> Was that your? Uh, so you were there for a decade. Yeah, gave it to Eddie, and now you got the the push up. Yeah. Was there an executive chef before you? No. You created the position. Yeah. That's pretty so, badass. That's You're a pioneer. Pioneer. I'm a frontiersman. You are a frontiersman. Yeah, you're first of your kind. <laughs> you're definitely one of a kind. So, yeah. And I meant that while I was looking deep into your eyes. You know? At least you weren't looking between my legs. But, well, you know, there's no camera. <laughs> Look at him spread that shit, too. Nice DB, dude. Just trying to start. Nice, spread it more. That's why. Why do you think we have glass tables, dude? Should have wore a skirt. No, nah, it's, for, it's for the cocaine. <laughs> but you should have wore a skirt or a kilt, whatever. You yeah, know, whatever, whatever works. Shit. Whatever keeps the breeze whatever. going. So, uh, let's see. Ever had sex in a restaurant before you met your wife or with your wife? <laughs> <laughs> um... Probably. I like that answer. I like <laughs> it. So that leads my next one. What's the hardest drug you've done at work? You ever gone to work on acid or mushrooms? Mushrooms for sure. Fuck yeah. Meth. Cocaine. Meth for sure. Yeah. Who has it on that one? <laughs> cocaine for sure. Cocaine. I used to have a chef that would be like, okay, nobody's going home early tonight. It's deep clean tonight. Scott, you're stall one. You know, whoever. Like Francisco, stall two. And each stall had like your drug of choice to keep you up. Really? He just knew us all. And like, wow. So it would be like a little bump of meth in one, big fat rail of coke in another, speedball in another. I don't know. Jeez, you know, speedball. like, and we would all literally just fucking hammer out cleaning in like. 
two hours. That would take most people like a whole Sunday. Mm. So we do it at the oh, end of the yeah, week. We sure. do it. We do it at the end of the week, just like that. And then we'd all get a fl- like a little free party from our boss, right? And fucking that was it. We go home. That's a good get boss. our days off. He was a great boss. You got to take care of your people. This was in the days of like Jerry Garcia and Grateful Dead. I lived in Northern California. It's where they fucking always played all the time. They're from San Francisco. I lived 90 miles away from there. So this guy's first question hiring you is this. You like the Grateful Dead? That was the first thing he asked me. And I was instructed to say, fucking hate that band. And he's like, good, you're hired. Because he's like, whenever they come to town... Everybody just disappears, quits, or fucking goes to the show. Because they play Sacramento three days, Oakland three days, Shoreline three days. Like, you can get nine days of the dead yeah. and never even leave home, really. You know? <laughs> so, and this guy was a metalhead, dude. I worked with him for a year. And one day, a year into working for him, he pulled his fucking hat off, and his hair fell down to about mid-belly. And he just had really fine, like, black, straight, long hair, like Professor Snape or something, right? But when he was working, he'd just wrap that shit up, put a ball cap on. It looked like he just had short hair on under a belt. Like, he always kept it clean and shaved under here. It just <laughs> looked like normal short hair. One day, he's like, whoop, whoop. Fucking almighty wizard. That was early on cooking, though. <laughs> Pre-pubescent, pre-culinary school. Yeah. Fucking loved it. I'd go back and do it again. Yeah. Yeah. So many girls. I mean, I'm probably way too old now. They'd be like... You just buy the school. <laughs> Are you here to audit our classes? <laughs> there were quite a few older people in my culinary school classes. I was, I was probably like, what are you people doing? Fifth, I was probably, I was in the top 20 oldest. You know, there's a few older people. Most of them dropped out because they were a bunch of pussies. Yeah. It was so fun. I had more sex in culinary school than any other time in my life. <laughs> I had a hot girl roommate it's who was my best friend. You know, and these girls were all leaving home for the it's first college. time. college. You're supposed to get laid. <laughs> Oh, they were from all, and they were from all over the world, and they all just were away from mommy and daddy. And my roommate was a hot chick that really that really helped having a hot chick roommate because she'd just befriend them, get them over to the house, you know, or I'd befriend them and bring them over to the house, and they'd feel comfortable. Didn't matter. <laughs> it's just wonderful. And if I fucked up, she'd tell me how to fix it. Oh, what'd you do? You're an idiot. Do this. Thanks. Oh, I loved her. I still love her. She lives in Tampa. Her husband's a head of food and beverage for Kimpton Hotels, like Mississippi East. So, uh, okay, what else? What other questions? What's one you got? I don't know, but I know, uh, I don't know if I told you, but the first time I worked next to Hollabaloo, I told Fritz when he came in and he was taking over for Joe uh, that he's in the newspaper. I saw an article with uh, him getting number seven in the whole United States for like the top BLT in the country. You got number (laughs) seven in the United States? (laughs) Maybe. Fuck, I love you. Yeah, I found an article and he's like, text it to me. And I was like, all right, I got you. But yeah, he got like number seven in the From Hella Blue? 2000. No, probably gratifying. Uh, 15? Oh, maybe. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah, that was a Hella Blue. Yeah, it was like pork belly and bacon, heirloom uh, tomatoes. What? Uh, who, who was doing the judging? Oh, uh, probably. Uh, I forget uh, what the article uh, August was. August Escoffier, I think, was uh, Paul Bocuse. Oh, yes. Miss Wush Karem uh, there, too? Was Fernand, August Karem. Was Fernand Point there? <laughs> Fernand Point. Was Did any name? of them ask you to I bring them? I think so. Steam? And Julia Child. Yeah, I think, yeah, it, was oh, just, Ju- I think it was just them. Uh, so, not, you know, not a big Stewart. deal. Not a big deal, but. Uh, <laughs> no big deal. I appreciate it. You know? Yeah, there's no way you got seven, dude. Because I, I got six that year, and I did with bacon, bacon, bix, cheese, and yeah, ranch. I didn't even it. melt it. Ah, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, we didn't even melt oh, it on that burger. It was, that was so weird. It was like so good. <clears throat> really? Did you not melt it? No. The Ranch? cheese, we didn't melt the fucking cheese. That's so crazy. I did a backyard burger on Burger Chief. I would do it like as a special. And it was our original burger with unmelted cheese, 
mayo, ketchup, mustard. Like yeah. we wouldn't mix it all together and do all the fancy <laughs> shit. It was just literally like how you get in your backyard. Yeah. You know? And no, there's no temperature. No, it's coming medium. <laughs> you can order however you want. And I'll say, yeah, not on the backyard burger, you know, and no toasted bun either. Like literally. Yeah. And I sold that shit for like bun. 12 bucks a, bur- a fucking burger. People buy that shit up. But with a bunch of other different burgers on the menu. Oh yeah. 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 I always had uh, nine burgers on the menu and a special. So we were called originally it was called burger Smith. And so I was going to do like two burgers, which retrospectively probably would have been more profitable. And, uh, cause you have less chances. Like they might have been the perfect burger, but somebody didn't want jalapenos and they thought they'd try it. You know, it's like you lose customers. Right. But, uh, yeah, we would do, uh, like nine different burgers plus a special almost every weekend mm-hmm. or no special if we were going to be slammed. It took me a couple of years. I had every fucking busy brewery in Denver, mm-hmm. like all the busiest guys. I just had them. There's like three burger trucks and one was my buddy Zach. He just did festivals. The other one was like switching hands a lot. It was called the burger bus came out of LA, did a bunch of celebrity shit in LA. Mm-hmm. And then they came out here and sold like or went to denver and sold like eight months in to this guy that almost bought my concept and then uh he ran for like two years and sold to somebody else who was buying up everybody's concepts you know Hmm. but that was it so burgers were easy and like we had a really good fucking burger so like it was easy like to just pick up all these breweries and i just started like right when these breweries were like a couple of them were taken off so it really helped like breweries that other brewers went to try out you know and so they come eat our shit on like a sunday or a saturday mm. we were banging food out and handling it so they'd be like you want to come cook at our brewery fuck yeah i do and you know you just kind of get lucky and slip into the right spots here or there and seventh in the nation that's pretty badass dude that's big dude <laughs> you're so humble about it too i mean i don't know if it's a real thing or not you, oh yeah i remember we got uh best new restaurant in south florida how'd that feel Two years in a row. Two years in a row? <laughs> From New Times Magazine it's or like, New Times, whatever, you know, in New Times, which I was like, yo, we got fucking best new restaurant at fucking High Times. And I was like, oh, I was like, oh fuck. No, man, it was New Times. God damn it. It's the wrong one. I was like, how did High Times get a hold of our shit? Doesn't <laughs> yeah, matter. Hell yeah. Oh we God. accept it. Somebody came in high as fuck and ate our stuff. But New Times <laughs> did break a few. Like, I don't know if there's still a. I don't know. You ever read New Times? Are you familiar with New Times? Uh-uh. I think it's like a publication they do kind of yeah. locally, but they do it in other, like yeah. in big cities. I think it's a thing. But fuck, we were the best new restaurant, but. We just got the pub because I knew this chick, you know. That's awesome. That's half the battle. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's all. It's about, all about who you it's know. All about knowing somebody. Yeah. But we did get it two years in a row, which I think is pretty impressive. What's the name of the? Uh, what was the name of the publication? <laughs> New Times. New Times. Did New they Times. have a theme? Song? But they were. They had broken anyway. They had broken some news stories, like actual news stories, kind of nationally on a couple things, like along the way. So, yeah. so they had some semi legit. You know? Funny dude, I got not, I got top seven burgers in Colorado, but it was like I didn't. I never even heard of the thing. It was like an online travel thing, travel yeah. seven or something. Yeah. But you know, any anything good is good, right? Yeah. That's so funny. I don't so, know if we covered anything worthwhile in this. But. No, dude, we covered a lot of shit. You Your story was amazing. Like, uh, I mean, just fucking amazing. Like, really, it's a cool story. Like, yeah. and it started, you did bring it full circle. It started and ended with uh, inspiration and realization. They had me do at the end of the thing. I don't know if I was just fucking with the producers or what, but I was like, hey, I got some emeraldisms, man. I'll throw at you if you want. <laughs> Get in I think there. They threw, I think they put them on like the – if you YouTube, YouTube it, man. Oh. Not right now, but yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. it's just like just emeralds hullabaloo, emerald hullabaloo, or emeralds Florida hullabaloo. You'll find you'll, yeah, yeah. But uh, they asked me to do a few because I used to always do – one of my guys always make fun of me because emerald always be like, oh, yeah, babe. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, yeah, babe. 
But I always say that. I taste something be like, oh, yeah, babe. I started it fucking around, but then you just get a habit. But he has a bunch of, he had a bunch of them that I was fucking, like when he's seasoning stuff, he's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like he just makes a fucking like little sing song noise. Dude, I used to have a ton of them. I do, man. The, uh, the executive chef of my school, when I went down for like, you know, they try to get like whole orientation groups to like sign up with their school or whatever. And then they try to get you to quit. It was really weird. But, uh, he did two funny things. One was a really cool presentation with spices, no herbs, just spices. And he's like, it's like 30 spices on a tray. And he's like, I'm going to show you some neat things you can do with your taste buds. And he'd like say, mix number one and number four. This is salt and cayenne. This tastes like this. And he would just fuck with you. He would like, at one point, he's like, do you taste a bacon cheeseburger with tomato and lettuce and onions on it? You're like, yes. I mean, it was just amazing, right? It was a cool trick he would do. But, uh, at one point, he was like, who's that guy on TV? Because, you know, most chefs at the time hated Emerald for being so out there and everything. He's like, that guy says, uh, what's he say? I don't care what he says. I'm going to make my own right now. Uh, get in there, you know, instead of Bam. <laughs> and he said it just like Bam. Like, and he was just riffing. Bam wasn't one of the ones I did, but I had like four or five of them. I can't even think if I can. What... I'm just realizing that every time I finish something, I'm like, Bam, there it is. Bam. Every time you like put it down, oh, bam, bam. There it is. Bam. Image your old yeah. school. That's Emerald. Yeah, that's that fucking Emerald influence, shit. man. Fuck your old school, dude. Emerald fucking. Yeah. Yep. He's like me and my mom used to sit there and watch the TV and watch this man cook. And she's like, I'm going to try making that. And I'd see her at home sometimes just writing down recipes. She's like, I'm going to try to make that. And I come home and she's like, look, I made this. And I was like, what the, from where? She's from TV. He was the original new age inspirator or whatever you know like you had julia child then you had uh she like really saved america after world war ii because we were all going tv dinner yeah then you had martha stewart and she kind of like birthed all the new people like uh you know who i really loved dude i don't know why but uh, what's her name that uh prairie the prairie um she was like a redhead yeah and she would like her whole show was her at her house cooking for everybody that lives and works on the ranch, her kids, her yeah. husband, and she, everything she cooked was just fucking amazing. Yeah, the pioneer woman. The pioneer yeah, woman. Yeah. Oh, and then God. she got, yeah, to get all the like products in Walmart or whatever. Yeah, know? everything she got. Yeah, it was like local grocery store. You like store that whatever. shit? My wife likes that shit. I like that shit, too. So I like your wife You're now. You're fucking gay. Yeah, well, you know, with a PH, motherfucker. You're gay with a PH. I'm not. I'm a I'm puff gay. I'm puff gay. You know who's the luckiest motherfucker? Jamie Oliver. You know how he got his start? No. He was supposed to be. Oh, off. he he was oh. supposed to be off work that night. No, that's how he got on film. He was supposed to be off work. Somebody called in sick. He's like, "Fuck it, I'll come in." And he went in. And he was banging out like something in this dungeon kitchen yeah. and that was the night the BBC was coming through and they were supposed to highlight this guy that called out sick and so Jamie Oliver's like yeah whatever man they came over and he bangs it out and the next day they just came knocking he's was, had about 20 shows he was the still most still going I think he's the most successful celebrity chef ever he was my favorite At he's first, a great cook dude, that, great that, fucking that explains cook. that explains why he always just had house parties and that's what I liked and yeah. everything was out of his own garden yeah, he just cooked for people he just yeah. cooked for people nah, he's good he's and, good and his first he restaurant never, he, he was opened, never was so he was never even people. a chef somewhere no he was like uh he was like a you know a line cook sous chef yeah. you know lead yeah. line kind of thing and just yeah, I'll come in and fill out. And I mean, all the rest is natural talent. I'm not saying that he didn't yeah, have it. Yeah, he was it. great. He I mean, was he was my favorite forever, dude. One of the things my instructor during one of the classes was pointing out, he's like, you need to know respect for like whatever you're doing. And he talked about like photo shoots and putting like, you don't put three things in a Japanese dish or you don't cross chopsticks over food because those are bad omens, right? 
but when Bobby Flay first went over there, he like electrocuted himself and talked shit. And then the second oh, he time, jumped up on the cutting yeah. Boards. And then the <laughs> and then the second time when he won, he jumped up on the cutting boards. Yeah. yeah. And it so like in my school, like we were taught to not like him at first, but after watching for a while, the thing I respected about Bobby Flay was two things: he always had hookers in his front row of his cooking shows in New York, and he had a big old fucking huge cat that he loved to death. <laughs> Got a line of cat food now Dude, or animal fuck, food. He fucking loved that. I'm sure he's still around. I hope it's he's named still after his cat. It wasn't it was I can't think of what it's called. You know, uh, one of the most genius chef moves I ever heard. My ex-girlfriend went on to work for uh uh Thomas Keller. She was a sous oh, yeah. chef. She oh, wow. married uh Abrams, the executive sous chef of uh of uh French Laundry. Really? You know what Thomas Keller decided to do with all his foie gras scraps? He baked them into dog biscuits and sold them for $50 a biscuit. <laughs> $50 a biscuit. And she'd laugh because she ended up being the executive sous chef of uh, Bouchon Bakery oh, yeah. there in, in yeah. uh, Yachtville. Yeah, and I she's like, cookbook. she's like, uh, Scott, dude, like these fuckers like buy $100 in dog biscuits, two of them. Jesus. And the dogs eat them like before they pull. They just pull in to get them. <laughs> wow! Like, we'll just pull in and get you a couple Instant of biscuits. Hundred dollars, hundred dollars like that. I mean, but you know what? Like we're in the land of that. If you fucking advertise that shit, maybe on the island, maybe, but not on Clematis. Just give it a. Uh, <laughs> all you got to do though is say fifty percent of all of these high end dog biscuits, which your dogs are going to love, is going to go to local homeless. Low and I are homeless. You yeah, you're homeless. Us, yeah right? you guys are homeless as fuck. Foundation. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you've done drugs. Yay, I'm gross. glad you've had sex all in restaurants. Yay. I'm glad that you conceived at least one of your child's on shift at Yay. a restaurant. When we opened Gratify, the first day we started training for Gratify is when we had my my son Freddie. Really? <laughs> yeah. The very like, first I, like a, we, you know, yeah, like the first the day middle we had of training? all the staff. I was like, yeah, I can't come tomorrow. So so after after you got off work, you went and met your kid? No, I went to I went to the, I got the umbilical cord. Dude, I'm just playing, dude. I went to the umbilical cord cutting. Did you really? I cut them. Yeah, I cut all three of the umbilical did, cords. Did you see all all of them come out? No, they were all no. They were born before you came in the room. No, no, no. I was in there in the room, but you don't see it. You don't get to see it. Uh, it's just the doctor. Yeah, yeah, they don't want to show. They don't want it. just in case. I think every time I cut the umbilical cord, you know, I was like, and they're like, oh, you're good at that. I'm like, I'm a chef. I'm a chef. Yeah. <laughs> That's badass, dude. Did you ever bring your own knife? No. <laughs> <laughs> they don't yeah, let you don't let bring you your, your, sh- your kitchen shears. You're like, don't worry, chef. I got, I got it. Doc, can I bring this? <laughs> Pull out your stiletto. <laughs> you know, but it's cool though. I always tell really my kids that I'm like, I cut your umbilical cord. That's really bad. They'll bring it up too. Yeah. Sometimes my daughter, my daughter, the other day, she's like, Freddie, because I told, I've said this to him before. I said, I've told, I, I, I cut your umbilical cord with my teeth. You know, I fucking chewed it. <laughs> but Ziva was <laughs> like, my molars. Ziva was talking to my son. She's like, Freddie, don't be mean to dad. He chewed your umbilical cord off. <laughs> <laughs> She's hilarious, dude. She's funny. That's that is hilarious, dude. How old is she? Eight. Oh, that's. <laughs> oh my god. This weed was good, dude. Thank you very much for a very fun night tonight. Do you want to say anything to our twelve thousand listeners that we have on five continents now? Uh, leave it in. You know what I'm saying? Cleaner that way. Cleaner that way. 
I would like to be more involved in like teaching people to how to cook. You know what I mean? Saying it's just hard to find that time or that forum to do it. You know? You ever think about just doing private classes they, uh, for people? I don't know if it, I mean if there was you'd be great. The market at it, was dude. the market was out there. You know? It'd be, I got it. Only fans. Only fans. Yeah. Right. Maybe. Only fans. That's a great idea. The half naked chef. Is there anybody cooking on OnlyFans? You don't have to get I, naked. You don't have to get naked. You don't have to get naked. But it's a twist. It's a twist. Right, the DB chef. Not, this motherfucker's not even getting naked. <laughs> he might, but he might, say, but he he might, might make less more keep money. Watching, you know, dude, that's awesome. Well, I would like to say thank you very much for coming by, motherfucker. Thank you, man. Thanks I'm for having me, Mother Beeper. Mother Beep. <laughs> <laughs> And we did it a lot. I want to be just because walk around in a world so stony. I want to be like just because walk around in a world so stony.